Welcome to Womanhood, a podcast hosted by FIU's Women's Center. We are excited to connect with you as we highlight compelling and heartfelt stories on what the intersections of womanhood on a college campus look like. We call our podcast Womanhood, spelling woman with an X, to include the many perspectives and identities of women. I'm Amanda Bazil, your co-host for the Women Podcast. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and I'm a program assistant for the Women's Center, the owner of a blog called The Blavidual Mindset, and a chai tea fanatic. And I am Vanessa, your co-host for the Womanhood Podcast. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and I am a program assistant for the Women's Center, passionate about empowering and equipping teen girls to walk in their God-given identity. So it's a new month, and we've got some new things in store within the Women's Center and on the podcast. In fact, I'm happy to introduce our first ever guest for the spring semester, Miss Q Alexander. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, and we're excited to have you here. Now, if you guys don't know, Q is an author, a mentor, and an entrepreneur. She's currently a mentor for Big Brothers Big Sisters organization and has been for about three years now. She was a Big Sister of the Year in Broward County in 2019, and has a woman's fragrance line that she's launching very soon. So Q, could you give us maybe any details on the name of the line, or is that a secret? Um, I can give that to you because I already have the samples that came out. Um, it's oh, called okay. Fearless Woman. Okay. Um, so <laughs> she brought us samples. Yeah, I, I have a thing with scents and people always kind of joke like when I go places and they'll be like, were you just in the hallway? Were you just in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Like they smell me a lot. Mm-hmm. So I said, I love fragrances. Why don't I just create my own? So nice. I just did research on how to create your own fragrance. First time, scam, got my money back. But you know what? I kept going because I'm passionate about it. So the next one, another scam. And I just kept going. And I found a company called Unique Fragrance. They're located in Germany. And I saw that they had... um, Great credentials. They mm-hmm. did a unisex for Gwen Stefani. Oh, nice. And so Nancy. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I said, you know what? Let me go with them. Let me try it on a personal level first. Okay. Came out great. I said, all right, let me do it on a business level. So they give you about 51 different scents. You have to mm-hmm. choose about six. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I can't walk in. It's in Germany, so it's right. not local where I can walk in and know and test what I'm choosing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen. The that sense that I chose, and then they added the balance to it, um, wow. it came out amazing. They sent me three. Mm-hmm. When I smelled number one, I said, this is it. I had people test it. Majority of everyone chose number one. And I said, wow. you know what? Thank you, God. It like, all worked out. Yeah, it did. So I'm excited to get it all out um, sometime this year, and okay. I have other things I'm working on okay. in between. So it's a process, and yeah. I'm, I'm happy about it. So, so stay tuned yeah. for the stay Q tuned. Alexander fragrance line called, what was it again? Fearless Woman. Fearless, Fearless Woman, woman. Okay. And I'm really excited to try those samples. Oh, yes, so for I'm, sure. Thank you so much for, for sure. ooh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> well, today we'll be talking with Q about her autobiographical titled, Dangerous Intentions mouth full of lies where she details the journey of her tumultuous dating history with two um two very interesting men <laughs> jamaican too yeah. <laughs> oh, they, oh yep you see they're exactly. both jamaican <laughs> but before we get to our guests just to keep you ladies in the loop with the women's center we're going to talk about some upcoming events and programs you don't want to miss the 14th annual women who lead conference Women Who Lead is approaching Grab Your Girls and Go Get Better Together. March 31st, it'll be at MMC, and April 1st, it'll be at BBC. Valentine's Day is coming up, but for my single ladies, (laughs) 
you grab your girls, you go out for, you can have a karaoke night, you can get pampered, you can yes. have a game night or movie night with your friends, with your girls. Exactly. You don't need a man, sis. Like, you got your <laughs> girls, so don't feel left out. You can still enjoy the night. We also have Minute Mentoring. Session one of Minute Mentoring was a great turnout, and we are looking forward to you ladies coming out to session two. Once again, Minute Mentoring is a program the Women's Center facilitates for undergrad students to receive tips and advice from professional women on navigating their college experience. Session two will be February 12th at 3 p.m. GC 314. So stay tuned for all of the awesome activities and programs we have this February coming up. All right, thank you for all of that, Vanessa. And now I'm gonna give you guys just a debrief on uh, Black History Month. Being that it's February, it's only right that we talk a little bit about Black History Month. But before we do, I did wanna share something that the Women's Center had worked on. It was a project that I created called the Unsung Woman of Black History Pop-Up. And I did this at the BSU's Culture Fest event. So to give you guys some backstory, the Unsung Woman again um, is something of a concept that I created and came up with during a meeting at work one day. The pop-up is basically a Jeopardy-style game that quizzes people on the trivia of black female historical achievements. And Lordana, one of the grad uh, assistants here at the Women's Center, suggested I collaborate with the BSU and hold um, a pop-up event at one of their events. And so that's how we learned about the Culture Fest. And it's pretty much, you know, me just reaching out to them and them agreeing to it and everything just kind of came into fruition. Um, the Culture Fest did take place last night. Um, it was from 7 to like 9.30, so right. it was a short, yeah. you know, short event. It was at uh, the GC, not GC, excuse me, um, but the WC ballrooms, and that's right. at BBC. Um, and it was it was really fun. There were performances, it was food, the food was amazing. Oh had some conch and some, oh, yes. man, like that's all you really need to say, right? Yeah. Like, there's food there, and you know. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. exactly, people come running. Um, <laughs> But it was also just really good vibes, and I loved how well people did respond to the pop-up. Mm -hmm. I purposely chose women that you just don't hear about. So it was mm -hmm. funny to see, you know, people's reactions to the answers that they weren't anticipating. And then you kind of did see that maybe that light bulb moment of, oh, yeah. wow, like, I didn't know that, but, you know, maybe I should know that. Absolutely. So that was the whole goal. I was glad I was able to have many teachable moments last night. But while we're on the topic of black history, I also wanted to shout out some of the internet's best and blackest resources out there for news, culture, and entertainment. I know that without a doubt that the following pages and sites that I'm about to list will be off the chain this month and are therefore definitely worth the check-in every now and then because I promise you, once you do, you won't regret it. So are you guys ready for the list? Yes. <laughs> All right, number one, I've placed, uh, uh, well, I want to talk about Embracing Black Culture. Embracing Black Culture also has an IG page, and that's at Embracing Black Culture. Their slogan is to educate, empower, and to entertain, which I oddly find are the same three E's that I try to embody in my professional career. Mm -hmm. um, but the way they do it is just, they're humorous and they're serious, and it's, a, it's an interesting mix that not many people can pull off. Um, they're amazing because aside from hooking it up with promos, uh, they share hilarious TikTok videos with threads like Blackity Black TikTok. <laughs> Did you yeah. see? It was yeah. Please watch it. Vanessa. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, and a thread of a not so fun scene. I don't know if you've seen this, but it was a not so fun scene of the episode of The Cosby Show where Vanessa uh, gets in trouble for lying about sleeping at a friend's house to go to a concert in Brooklyn. So Claire, it was just like a moment where Vanessa was on the couch and mm -hmm. she's just getting scolded by Claire, Claire mm -hmm. Huxtable. 
and man you guys like just seeing that kind of brought back a traumatic moment of me getting in trouble oh, by my oh, parents. parents yeah and so i did want to open this up like do you guys remember getting in trouble with your parents and how that felt like growing up as so kids what? yeah right yeah. <laughs> in that because the way she you know it was a moment of her like kind of like questioning vanessa and then she asks vanessa a question but it was a rhetorical question mm-hmm. and so vanessa walked into the trap and tried to answer it and she immediately like snapped back and mm-hmm. i just feel like that was that moment where i'm like all mad like you felt that shudder and wow. it's funny because in the comment section everyone is agreeing to knowing what that feels of growing up yeah. black yeah. and having your parents kind of being like yeah. you know what i mean so it was just that moment of like you know what you would do and what the repercussions of that would be so you know not to do it um and that was just a right and that was just a nostalgic moment for me but on a brighter note uh the next uh news publication site is the griot uh they're known um on ig as at the griot um or you can check them out at www.thegriot.com it mirrors the simple and tasteful journalistic quality that most major news publications carry today except with a lot more color now although their website isn't necessarily brimming with black history galore I mean, their articles and video stories pretty much do that every day. Um, they're on their Instagram, they've taken to creating a daily post on the Today in Hashtag Black History and have so far given their followers brief descriptions on people like Rosa Parks, Trayvon Martin, and Bob Marley. Last but not least, we do have Blavity on IG. They're known as at Blavity or simply www.blavity.com. Blavity is a news and commentary on black culture for the mon- uh, millennials excuse me, who drive it. They too are doing something similar to what the Griot is doing, except their special twist highlights significant black women and their accomplishments. Um, so similar to what I've created, they also have like, uh, you know, they just highlight black women and they do it in like these really nice cartoon style posts. Um, yeah, so it's really engaging. They got like the nice African colors and textures and prints mm-hmm. to it. Um, and so far they've been able to include Celia Cruz, Octavia Butler, um, and Zora Neale Hurston. So definitely check those out if you guys can. Uh, Last but not least, we do have The Collective. And this is specifically, I'm talking about The Collective Black Women at the Bay. Um, So to give you guys a bit of a background story on The Collective overall, um, The Collective is a concept created by Cindy Buster. She's the assistant director of the Women's Center and my supervisor. Um, It's a monthly meetup discussion hosted at both MMC and BBC and is designed for black identified women to find community, conversation, and capacity to navigate their lived collegiate experiences. I had the the honor of being able to facilitate the last uh, collective. I did so with Lordana. And we had this at the Sky Lounge at BBC. It was a great turnout for what it was, you know, um, knowing that, you know, there's not too many people at BBC. But, you know, when it comes to things like this, in my opinion, I feel like, especially with discussion groups, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not quantity, but quality. Yeah, right. And being able to, like, have a space where people feel comfortable enough to want to be like, okay, I'll be vulnerable and just enjoy that was beautiful. So that's pretty much all I can give y'all about that. But if you do, if this does sound like something you want to, you know, take part in, the next session, which is session three, will be held on February 19th on both campuses, with MMC taking place at 4 p.m. at the LVN 131, and BBC taking place, at, again, at the Sky Lounge um, in the Bayview Housing at 6 p.m. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> so that's all the updates for the Women's Center and our programs this month. Now let's get into toxic relationships with Q Alexander. Ladies, grab your snacks, get Uh-oh. comfortable, because sis, you don't want to miss the tea. Do not. You don't want to miss the tea. Q is about to spill spill all the tea and all the give us wisdom, yes. and she will be giving out. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> 
Welcome back. Now, before the break, we introduced our first ever guest here on the podcast for the spring semester, author, mentor, and entrepreneur, Q Alexander. We also briefed you on the 14th Annual Women Who Leads Conference, Valentine's Day, and Minute Mentoring. We also spoke about one of the favorite months of the, uh, one of our favorite months of the year, Black History Month, um, and the Black News publications and Instagrams you should be following before February is up, as well as the collective. And now, we're going to get right into the nitty-gritty with Q Alexander and her autobiographical titled, Dangerous Intentions, Mouthful of Lies. But first, Q, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? A little bit about me? Okay, well, my name is Quinise, but everybody calls me Q for some reason. I don't know, a lot of people mess my name up. <laughs> they add a T in there. They're like Quantree, so I'm like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> just call me Q. It's okay. So I don't I don't mind that. Um, I was born here in Miami, Florida. Um, my family background is Trinidadian. Okay. Um, I was trying to guess. I'm yeah, like, is she like, Caribbean? Yeah. 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 She like, where are, you, where are you from? But okay. yeah, so... Um, and I just love, I'm so serious about my business, you know, I'm very, very focused on the things that Ooh, I'm doing. See, I yes. love helping people. I love mm-hmm. inspiring people. I love positive energy. That's it's so amazing. important to me. So mm-hmm. when I met you, Amanda, it was amazing. You know, <laughs> I was like, I'm looking forward to connecting and now meeting you as well. It's just awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Um, I also have a fun side. I'm going to tell you, I'm a serial prankster. I am a serial prankster. I do have this man voice that I do. I don't know if I'm going to get y'all right now. Might oh, she's going to give some voices. <laughs> okay, yeah, be ready and for it. And people look at me and it's so unexpected, so that makes it even more funny. Okay. So, But yeah, I'm all about having a good time. And then when it comes down to business, I take it very seriously. Well, I'm excited to see the fun side of oh, you yeah, right after sure. we get through you know, the, the, the more serious yes. part. Right? Yeah. Um, but I do know that Vanessa actually had uh, a question to kind of kick us off. So yeah, yeah so cue from the title "Dangerous Intentions: Mouthful of Lies." This is such a vivid title to use. So tell us more about the inspiration behind the title, and even the particular photo that you chose to display on the cover. Yeah, that actually happened. I was sitting at my desk at work one day, and um, I had already started writing the manuscript. And um, it's like the dangerous intentions, you know, came into my mind because obviously the intentions of the individuals were mm-hmm. not uh, genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something was missing from it. Like I needed something else. And I remember mm-hmm. a mouthful of lies just popped into my head and I kept repeating it. I was like, that's it. Dangerous <laughs> intentions, mouthful of lies. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I self-published, so it was very challenging. Um, um, although I had been writing in my journal for years, right. it's very different oh, you when you decide too. to mm-hmm, yes. when you turn around and write a book. That's mm-hmm. a whole book. Right. Right. And the company that was assisting me, they were supposed to help with the editing, help with the cover, and they were just dropping the ball. And I wow. said, man, you guys are a team. I'm mm-hmm. one person. Mm-hmm. How am I getting this right? And you guys keep on messing up. Mm-hmm. But that's how determined I am. It mm-hmm. just pushed me to just mm-hmm. figure it out. So I figured out how to do the editing and making sure really? it was wow. all good. You know, because I was not gonna come out with a book. Right. And I would read reviews from like other books and stuff and right. familiarize myself. And I'm looking at some of the comments and they're like, "Yeah, that was an okay book, but um, yeah, they have a lot of grammatical errors." And I said, "I <laughs> that's a pet peeve." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And so I'm very, very detailed. I will mm-hmm. go over something just to make sure that it's good. So. I'm glad that, you know, everything worked out with the cover. Um, I used to do, like, some modeling work before. So that was taken in a theme room. I think it may have been the Japanese theme room or something. Okay. And um, that picture just kind of popped in my head. I saw black and white. 
And then I said, okay, the letters have to pop since it's a black mm-hmm. and white cover. Mm-hmm. And I saw red. And I just created it in this little wow. Photoshop thing myself. Mm-hmm. And I sent oh, it over gosh, to them. That's when Photoshop was. Yeah. Yes. And I said, okay, this this should be very, very helpful because all you, you guys have everything that I want it to be. Just right. go ahead, your team, fix it up. Put it again. Right. And yeah. then send it over to me. And then that's how that. And I was up 3 o'clock in the morning. It hit me. I'm one of those people. When something comes to me, yeah. I, I can't sleep. I have right. to get it done. And that's, mm. that's how it came about. So Wow. Dedication. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Quite the journey. <clears throat> Um, a lot of people probably would have gave up after the yeah. first few attempts, yeah. but you went ahead and you did it all yourself. So yeah, that just sure. is a testament. If you can't find people to help you do something, mm-hmm. do it yourself. Right. Um, but that does take me into the next question, which is pretty much getting now into um, the relationship with Devon, because that is the first person who we meet, and we mm-hmm. you immediately kind of just take us right into it and how you yeah. guys met at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so... My thing while reading this was that um, in understanding your relationship with Devon or, you know, this this situation you were in with, the, with Devon, because of the certain language that was used, I wasn't sure whether or not um, you guys had agreed or were in an agreement to be in a relationship. So, for example, right, the words of choice um, would always kind of alternate and kind of made it a bit confusing to, to understand. So I wasn't sure if this was... Um, just supposed to be a situationship or if there was a, a, a relationship building or folding or if you know it was a, a, a friends with benefits that just kind of got a little messy so could you kind of guide us into helping us understand really where you and Devon stood and mm-hmm. how that whole thing you know and went about that's the thing with that that's that's why like I went so direct it matches my personality mm-hmm. to show you what I was in Right. was so confusing there was no clarity but i had conversations with him and we had conversations before that um and if you notice i take you backwards i start from yes, we yeah did. we were talking i about started that. backwards because okay. i wrote from the place that i was hurting from at that mm. time and then it took you backwards to mark, mark. Mm. um but yeah this person he was just all over the place for me it was simple like listen i knew that i wasn't going to be serious with him as i was with mark mm-hmm. um I didn't necessarily want that with him, but I felt like, okay, we're adults. It's whatever. We're cool. We like each other. Right. We just, and just act like a normal out. human being. Right. But he, that's the thing. What made mm-hmm. it so all over the place because one minute it's like, you're so special to me. And then the next minute it's like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, he yeah. just would. And that's what was like, it, why are we going through this? Right. Like, what, why are we having relationship problems? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like when it's not yeah. Okay. So that's why it comes off that way because okay. I wanted you to feel exactly like mm-hmm. what I was going through. Where it's like, okay, okay, one day we're here, the next day it's this, the next day, and it was just a whole bunch Roll of poster. that was so unnecessary. That makes sense. Now yeah. that leads me to my next question, right? Which is, then how do we? understand or what do you guys think now this is like you know kind of like a everyone kind of puts their opinion to this but how do we then try to get a guy to understand if we're just trying to have a friends with benefits situation what does that look like what does that entail what are the boundaries or the confines within that that would label that as a friends with benefit and how do you keep it as that right how do you keep then a relationship vice versa because what's the opposite of that is a solid relationship mm-hmm. what does that look like what are the confines for that and how do you again understand that if you're doing this with some, with this person that they too understand that this is what, what we're, we're doing, doing. yeah both how, has to be on the same yeah page. how do you guys like what do you think vanessa how how does two parties understand that that is what's happening if they're you know within those realms I think it's just having boundaries. So just being clear, like when you first meet the person, like, hey, 
this is what I want and you let me know what you want mm, and just being clear yes. so that there wouldn't be any confusion and you just going like this honestly so mm-hmm. just clarity and just being with someone or getting to know that person if like do they truly want to be in this like mm. what are your intentions in getting in this can I trust you you know so right. some of those questions to ask and just honestly boundaries as well so I definitely agree with communication because yeah. I think oftentimes and I know I've gotten myself in this situation as well I mm-hmm. wouldn't clearly communicate I guess yes. uh, what I wanted initially so I'm mm. going in especially if I'm really liking a guy and that's the reason why I'm yeah. a strong advocate of dating don't just date one guy date multiple guys <laughs> <laughs> because if you are just putting all it's like putting all your eggs in one basket like the same mm-hmm. goes right then God forbid that a basket falls, your eggs yeah. are done. So I've had to learn that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm putting all my eggs in one basket, in a basket that probably is not even sturdy. Here I am thinking it is strong and it can carry my eggs. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not that basket. So it's just learning yeah. that, you know, communicate, like have yeah. that conversation before. And, yeah. you know, if that is something that you both are, are doing, then understand, like, okay, I know that I can do this. Can you do this? Mm. You know, um, and that goes for friends with benefits or relationship. Because yeah. situationships, I had a really good friend who was in one. It just tends to get a little too... It's a hot mess. Yeah, like, right? Do, yeah. Don't you agree? Or yeah. do you feel like... Listen, mm-hmm. yes. What, what I also feel, even with the communication, mm-hmm. there has to be a level of maturity. Right. With right. people, right. Yeah. because I'm a person, I need I need to communicate. I right. like clarity. Right. Like, there's Same. no reason for us to be going all over the place. Right. Like, listen, if you don't want this, I'm good. If right. you do, I'm good. Right. And I also realized, especially with him, it was like a control thing. So mm-hmm. where he's seeing that, okay, I'm accepting. If this is not what you want, let mm-hmm. me go. Right. Mm-hmm. When he sees that, he was pulling me back. Yeah. He right. did not want. Me. Like it was like, wait a minute. Like, no, I, it has to be on his terms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's it's also with that. Like, someone has to be mature enough, can't mature. be sitting there pretending that they're someone that they're not. Like, right. you have to be open and honest right. um, on both sides, and that, right. that will alleviate so much confusion, unnecessary drama, yes, and hurt. Yes, it will. Very true. And wow. since you touched on that controlling aspect yeah. that he did have, um, you know, he was indeed, uh, Devon, from, you know, what we read, very controlling. He would yeah. try to yeah. control you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, he would control situations that I guess weren't going in his favor yeah. right. by acting a certain kind of way mm-hmm. or yeah. doing certain things. Um, so it was very manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to understand, like, how do you now deal with controlling be- uh, or how do you deal with behavior from your partners now? Do you still feel like how do you react to that or that sense of control? And how are you um, if you are like aware of it? How do you know the warning signs of it? And if you, when you sense that, what's your communication style like when it comes to dealing with that situation? Oh, I don't. I, I, I'm in such a different space in my life, um, especially after I had already made decisions of how I was going to handle things right. prior to going to therapy. And when I did, and she just solidified everything that I was doing, mm-hmm. like, she's like, do you feel like, like you're answering your own questions? Mm-hmm. Like, you have, you know exactly what you should be doing. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't do... I don't entertain that type of behavior whatsoever, especially as adults. It's just like you should be a decent human being and know how to treat someone. And as I mentioned, you know, think about your mother, think about your sister, your right, daughters. Right. Like, yeah. how would you feel yeah. if they came yeah. to you crying and saying, this person treated Same. me this way? You would not feel mm-hmm. okay. So be mindful yeah. about what you're doing right. in life. It's completely uncalled for. So when I, I have a very strong intuition. We, 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 we yeah. see. Yes, we do. Yeah. So like, when you sense something intense. about somebody, 
somebody, what I realize is when you're feeling it, no matter what they're telling mm. you, mm. no matter they're on the floor begging, pleading, yes. that does not matter. Yes. It's all about what Follow. they're showing you and exactly. what you're feeling here because guess what? In the end, they're going to keep on manipulating and telling you what you want to hear. True. And it's going to get to that point where it's going to blow up and you're going to mm. see, you know what? I should have went along with what exactly. I was feeling right. and exactly what you're showing me. It just make it make sense. If, right. if what right. they're doing does not make sense right. and you go by what you're seeing and what you're feeling, go with that. Yes. that that's what I learned. Don't even try to make sense of their behavior because right. they're unstable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you try to understand a mindset like that, you yeah. will drive yourself crazy. Yeah, yeah. because you have a normal mind. So it, it's good. Yeah, it's going to drive you crazy. Let them be crazy mm-hmm. by themselves mm-hmm. or with someone else. Yeah. But disconnect from that type of behavior so i don't even deal with that at all i don't it's beautiful to see that you've evolved from that so much yeah how you mentioned therapy and how that got you through it which does lead me into my next question because you had mentioned how you were able to and i love this part when you realized you went to Google and you were searching up, you know, oh. what is going on with this man. You realize he <laughs> was a, a textbook, textbook yeah. narcissist, yeah. okay? Like, he yeah. literally... Hit all the lines. Even like, when I was searching mm-hmm. it up, it literally, I was checking it all off, all yeah. the bullet points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to lead into, like, that lead me into my next question, which was, have you ever um, considered using other resources like therapy? But you have mentioned that, you know, yeah. your therapist helped you to understand that you were answering, you had power within you all along. Yeah. And you were able to answer even your own questions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. can you you know, tell us just how much therapy has helped you as far as, you know, realizing that? What other areas of growth have you also seen? It was, oh my gosh, like, it's, it just felt like, because when someone like that is trying to strip you mm-hmm. of what they see that's good in you and mm-hmm. kind of make you feel, you know, mm-hmm. like that you're below them or belittle you, right? the therapist was able to just pour that goodness back into mm-hmm. me oh, that's because beautiful. I felt like he was it was draining yeah. yeah and that was I mean Mark was one thing but this was different where someone mm-hmm. is like one minute they're normal the next <laughs> minute they're changing and mm-hmm. then when he tried to be normal it was like you're doing too much like did you just rehearse and watch something exactly <laughs> you know because it wasn't Going him through, right. yeah. it was like why you're putting on like, an you're 50 like why are you mm-hmm. doing all of this and the thing, what I, I want people to understand too, um, mm-hmm. it's so easy for people to like sit back that's on the outside and judge and they'll say, well, why did you stay so long? When you're in it, you're looking at it from like different perspectives. Right. He was a good dad or from what he showed me. We right. I, I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was um, good in what he did as far as like a manager at work. There were different qualities yeah. that I did like. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just this foolishness that he was carrying on with mm-hmm. but it got to a point where that was just overshadowed that was just too much you right. know and it's like okay you're you're not normal there's, right. there's, there's something wrong here exactly. no normal person to act like this yeah. and he would say to me oh he just feels that it's better if he's just mean to me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so that i guess we don't get too close i said what why don't you just do what a man should do and yeah. if you can't handle this just say that i don't think that we should you know stay exactly. connected anymore yeah. And I'll just walk away and mm-hmm. you can be happy. What, what, do, no? Does that back, not make sense in yeah. your mind? It goes back to that, that it, like you said, that it, like him just having that instability. Yeah. yeah. Um, to not be able to even rationalize and then communicate. Yeah, and like, I'm not feels. good for you. So yeah. Therefore, you should do better. Yeah. He doesn't have that capacity, right. you know, to do that. And that's the sad thing. You And then you want to help. 
you know, mm -hmm. because and I, and I get I got that feel from you a lot is that you had a really good heart. And you were able to yeah. see the different sides of him. That's, mm -hmm. yeah, and you yeah. saw the potentiality. But yeah. Unfortunately, you know, that that then leads me into like, you know, the topic of expectations mm -hmm. and how oftentimes we do. And this is something I hugely struggle with mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Having the expectation for someone, especially someone close to you, to operate a certain way in your life and yeah. then mm -hmm. being disappointed when they're unable mm -hmm. to fulfill that. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's almost more so unfair for that person, really, mm -hmm. because of the fact that it's like they they're probably doing the best they can given yeah. how they're set up. Yeah. And so you may have want them to do better, but they they can't not, yeah, yeah. They can, they're they can't not built do, to do right. better or they, based off things they're probably, they probably not even face. right or they're mm -hmm. not in that space right now yeah. in their lives. So the best thing to do sometimes is like to leave well enough alone. Mm -hmm. Um but that did lead me into, again, expectations and, you know, realizing that, you know, oftentimes, again, because you um, did care for this individual and you did see his potential, you often seem to rationalize some of his beha uh, dangerous um, behavioral attributes. Yeah. So how has your expectations of a person's behavior behavior now in a relationship changed since being in that type of relationship with this type of person? Yeah, it, it changed a lot. Um, like I said, anytime like it, something is unsettling for me. Mm hmm. I'm not going to sit there and keep giving you the benefit of the doubt, you know? Right. Like, if, if it's not happening on my side, why should I keep accepting it from you? That's a mm -hmm. problem yes. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you are clear on what you want and you say, hey, I like this person, yeah. I want to be with this person, mm -hmm. shouldn't it, like, go along the lines of treating them with respect and treating right. them well? So I'm not going to mm -hmm. make sense of you if you're acting like something's wrong with you and right. you're disrespecting me, then right. we can't do this. Exactly. And that's that's how it is now. Like, I will nip it in the bud if I see anything, anything close to that. That's or what I'm yeah. talking about. That's okay. Well, yeah, you can't. Okay. Yes. Yes. No, no, I don't want to hear any foolishness. Exactly. I don't want to hear no stories. Come I don't on. Hear come on. No. This is my standard and you're yeah. not doing that so Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, right. I'm sure it's easy for you to go somewhere else and, and mm -hmm. play games and there are people yes. who will sit there and accept it and yes, they love to use the line, nobody's perfect. It's not it's not about being yeah, perfect. Exactly. You just can't even be decent. Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean? Yeah. That's not it. And then that person starts to condition their mind well mm -hmm. and making excuses yeah. for everything Think that they, they keep doing. Yes. That's no. Because you're going to okay. bring yourself down even more. And exactly. it's going to get worse. Yeah. Right. That's it. I feel like that opens you up. You know, it opens up that portal. Mm -hmm. Once yeah. you ruin your self-esteem, right, your mm -hmm. dignity, everything else will crumble after that. They yeah. see that. And yeah. they, they will keep, keep on making yeah. you weaker exactly. and keep picking yeah. at it. They see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's they, they know. Want, right. I, I was reading a little bit. Um, oh, and I thought I, actually, I think I have it here, a little bit about how, you know, narcissists, they do thrive off of that. And you would think that narcissists yeah. are more so looking for people who might be, like, weaker. Weak. Yeah. But not on the contrary. Yeah. Because... Again, you're an accomplished woman. You're right. coming out with the fragrance line. Mm -hmm. You are your big sister of the year. Mm -hmm. um, so really, narcissists, they tend mm -hmm. to look for people who are good-natured, good. who right. are strong-willed, mm -hmm. and who are driven because they want someone who looks good by their side. Right. You make them look good. Good, exactly. Right? Once they have access to you, they will find what what makes you tick, yeah. mm -hmm. and then they that's how they start turning the wheels, getting in your head. So it'll be all smiles in public, then in private, mm -hmm. it's a different story. story. Tearing you down. Yep. It's mm -hmm. a nightmare. It's a, it's a Tyler Perry yeah. style <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it actually, you know what? Did you guys see the Netflix movie? Movie of um, I was hearing about it with Tyler Perry. Yes, the last a fall from grace. Yeah, I do remember catch that. It. Did you see? Mm -hmm. okay. It actually does have a, mm -hmm. a huge um, part to deal with that. Mm -hmm. The guy that she fell in love with. Now the roles were reversed, Ooh. right? So yeah. she was the older woman, yeah, and he was the younger, younger. man, and. 
He conned her completely. That, and that was, was her best friend's son. People, that was a mess. A hot mess. Yeah, it was a hot. <laughs> I don't want to ruin too much for Vanessa or anybody else yeah. who hasn't seen it. But that right there, it just it shows you how you know you can be. And this woman again, she had a beautiful home. She had a job at a bank and was working there for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Was trusted and respected. Stole and from he, her. Like it's just yeah. And she was literally at the point of it was so sad mm-hmm. of willing to just like go to jail and be locked up because I, I got a feel from her that she felt like she probably deserved all of that and no one deserves ever to be the victim of someone oh, yeah. who has mm-hmm. issues like this ever yeah. um so i did want to you know continue asking just a few more questions um to touch up a little bit more on you know the whole case with devon um i noticed that in chapter nine when you ended uh the relationship with him and your old flame um well, more so when ending a relationship, um, I realized that like you in utilizing your power and your ability to take control of the situation, I wanted to see like how how do you um, go about stating your power? Because you talked a little bit about that. So how do you continue or show in different areas of how to assert your power or to you know maintain your power in your relationships? Because I feel like this goes along with boundaries. So mm-hmm. how do you do that in your romantic? How do you do that in your platonic? Like, how do you now navigate these these things? I'm a very strong-willed person, mm-hmm. um, but then it's like I have that side. I'm caring by nature. Mm-hmm. What I realized with myself, which I had to stop doing, because I know I'm not one of those in-between person mm-hmm. people. It's either I'm caring or I shut off. Right. Mm-hmm. And because I know when I you get me to that point where I shut off, and there's not like a pullback. You're not gonna be able to get me back. I mm. still was like trying to hold on a little bit to that, to still care, mm-hmm. because I I know like how I am. So I realized like that's what I was doing. But again, if something is not healthy mm-hmm. for me, I don't want to keep on um, giving any type of leeway. Yeah. I, I just I I can't do right. it. No more so, energy. Um, a lot of women come up to me and they ask me, how did you like stop? How did you just shut it off? And I mm-hmm. said, that's one thing with me, too. When I get to a point and I'm so turned off by you, there's mm-hmm. nothing you can say or do I don't care. Like, I just shut off. But what does that and point look like? What's the breaking point? Mm-hmm. How many what times should a woman... Yeah. Right. How many times... Because should a woman deal what you with that? De- yeah. yeah, what you talked mm-hmm. about a lot, and again, I loved, is that you were so in tune with your intuition. Mm-hmm. Your intuition did not lie from the jump. For right. real? Like, I'm like, <laughs> this! Yes. yes. But yeah. yet, you were very patient. So we've seen mm-hmm. that also, that yeah. patient, caring quality. Right. Um... The flags kept coming, but the patience was still there, right? Yeah. When is enough supposed to be enough? Or, or when, you know, can the mm-hmm. last straw be the last straw? Some people, I have a three strikes you're out rule for right. any situation. Mm-hmm. Certain situations, it's honestly like one strike. But mm-hmm. that's more like like little situations, like it may be class projects. If I feel like this person's giving like one flag, like you just did one thing yeah. and I'm like, you're not going to be a good, a good group partner. I would like immediately turn around <laughs> and find somebody else. But, you know, for something more serious to me, my three strikes policy is like legit. Mm-hmm. What would yours look like? You know what? Um, well, now it's mm-hmm. different. Um, okay. they, mm-hmm. I don't even know one and you might be out or one like depending on halfway halfway you out you about to do something yeah you out get out yeah 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 um i think again um i was just trying to be a little and you know what it made a little harder when someone is in your face because Mm -hmm. yeah you you work in the same place as someone it's hard to get away i I would park in the i don't know if that part was in there um which part 
where uh, we were parking a garage, mm-hmm. and then when I wasn't speaking to him, he would try to try park to, near yes, me. Yes, yeah, yeah, and it was just like that. he just kept like hoovering around yeah. me. I'm in the um, I, oh, and how he, I think it was after your birthday. Was it that part where he just kept being in your space and he was trying to be next to you and he was like singing happy birthday? Oh no, even oh. after that, it's like oh. when he when he realized he lost control. Um. And it was just like he just kept trying to like sitting in the lobby while I'm like on the laptop and he's just there like this, like oh, acting like he's on attention. the phone and yeah, just like mm. out of nowhere just trying to be nice and mm-hmm. you know what what he thought and I and this will probably be because I want to turn this into a movie. So I'm looking the, for Didn't I says, say we you did say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like this is again like I cannot I'm look so looking forward to that being able to like be behind the scenes and put yeah. it together. Um people have asked me right, am I going to play myself? I wouldn't mind because I do like, mm-hmm. um, I want to do more acting. I've Ooh. done a lot of extra work. Okay. If I don't play myself, I do have someone in mind mm-hmm. that, you know, I would love for her to play me. Okay. But um, I think what happened was he turned up at my house. This is after this. Okay. He popped up at my house. Wow. And then him and Mark. Was this the reached, first time he popped up? This is house? when I cut him off. After okay. I didn't speak to him for like five months. Okay. okay. This fool pops up. Knocks on my door oh, no. after us not speaking for five oh, months. No. I realized Mark also, after not speaking to Mark for about three years, Mark texted me hmm. within days of each other. This this happened. Wow. And I'm like, it was so creepy. Like, I went back in my phone and I was like, realized Mark had called me a couple days prior. Mm-hmm. Then he had texted me apologizing to me hmm. for everything he had done. It was just so eerie how that mm-hmm. ended up happening. So yeah. that'll probably just be added like mm. in the movie and as that suspense moment yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can apologize yeah. my seat like oh my god what? it was crazy <laughs> and then he's just like and I'm looking I'm like because I just woke up from a nap I'm like mm. am I is that really his peanut head like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really really was like oh, no. it, it, it was so all of that is gonna come about <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> oh my god yeah all of that is gonna come about but yeah I don't I don't have time for that like you, yeah, we are yes. here to enjoy life you right. know treat each other with respect like yes. all of that is unnecessary and if you yeah, have anybody yeah. I don't care if it's friends family mm-hmm, members mm-hmm. A boyfriend, husband, yeah. whatever. Like, nobody should be coming into your life disrespecting you and, that's, you know, crossing your boundaries. Like, that's that's, that's uncalled for. It's yeah. like, no. Wow. Well, I, I believe this does conclude the Devon portion okay. of things. Devon was quite... Oh, Devon. Devon gave me a headache. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Serious get, uh, headache. Mm-hmm. But now we do want to get into Mark, who is his complete, yes. total opposite. Exactly. And Brought so... Flowers, yes. gifts... Go ahead, go so ahead. So how did you, so knowing that Mark was your first relationship, mm-hmm. but this goes back a little bit to Devon. So how did you transition from someone showing you how they felt and giving you the gifts and doing all that to now being in a relationship with Devon who like closed off at times? Like how did you transition from there? Um, the differences with that is that I, when I looked at it in hindsight with mm-hmm. Mark, I felt as though, yes, he was doing all of these great things, Mm -hmm. but I felt he was doing it to blind me Mm -hmm. from the truth of what he knew was going to happen. Like, he knew that he wasn't doing the necessary work, to be honest, to actually have a future with me. So Mm -hmm. he felt like, let me do all these things to keep her here. Mm -hmm. But it was all about himself, ultimately. I felt Mm -hmm. like Mark did not love me um, from his heart I felt like it was mm-hmm. like from a need or from a mood or what wasn't working on the other side that he made mm-hmm. me think right. was over and he knows had he been honest I would have mm-hmm. never 
allowed him to, you know, get that close to me and us having that place together and right. us having a car, car. together. Yeah. Like, that was, he, it was just a waste. Mm-hmm. And so I remember reading something and it just completely, um, it mentions Mark. It's, it's, it's exactly who he is. There's mm-hmm. three people in your life, three types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, like those who help you in bad times, yeah. those who put you in bad times, mm-hmm. and those who leave you. That's exactly who Mark is. He's like three in one. So it's just wow. a confusing thing where someone appears. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. Right. Outside of my mom and my kids, you're the most important person to me. Right. Not only the talking, but being there. When I was sick yeah. in the hospital, he was right. there. In my face, I love you. You know, oh, pushing myself in my family. Yeah. Yeah. So that one was a bit different to be like, who, who does this? Who, mm-hmm. who does all of this? And then they actually really don't. Um, love a person mm-hmm. so that was really tough to understand why it was why just his character more so and how he mm-hmm. was set up that yeah. threw you off yeah some people can probably have that that quality to them where mm-hmm. you know you just meet some people they're just nice but you felt so like you probably felt a connection or you you're like maybe because you know some guys right maybe and women have this ability too but mm-hmm. i'm speaking more so like with men they just could be charmers and you're thinking oh okay. he's flirting with mm-hmm. me and really he was just being nice yeah so it's like yeah. it's almost like damn then how do, how you, do you navigate some guys can that be flirty. yeah and it's mm-hmm. like then they were like this whole time like wifed up or whatever and yeah like yeah. Like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. And then you feel like, but you know, it, it's like, no, that's just his character. And that's mm-hmm. how he was set up. So, yeah. yeah, it's tricky dealing. He took it, that was just way too far. Like, right. you had us had a whole life oh, no, together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it was just like, and, and, I'm, and I remember there was a, a few months before it blew up. It's like, I remember us sitting down and, and I said to him, and I felt it. Yeah. 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 I felt it. And I said, why do I feel like you're going to hurt me? Here you go, mm-hmm. acting. Why would I, I want to hurt, hurt you? you? Boy, like, you know you're going to hurt exactly. me. you acting like you're not going to hurt me. Exactly. It's like, calm down, stop. And, yeah. then it, and then it happened, and it's like, I, I wish I still had that recording, but I don't have the same phone anymore. <laughs> when I recorded him, mm-hmm. and just wow. to see somebody fall apart in your face, yeah. and you, you're like, this was all a facade. Wow. He's broken. He's yeah. in pieces. Yeah. You know, you're talking all tough, and your, mm-hmm. your parents want you to, you know, leave the mother of your kids. Your sisters want you to leave. Like, nobody wants you in that situation. Right. And you mm-hmm. try to talk yourself up like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. It done. Like, he's just like all over the place. And then it's like, he just fell apart. And that goes to show, not only was he manipulating me, he's being manipulated on exactly. that side. Yeah. That's what I was so say. It's it sounds like, like it, he's in yeah. that situation that you normally would think a woman would be mm-hmm. in, right? Yeah. It happens to men, too. Yeah, yeah. it does. Script, except yeah. with men, it seems like he was really just trying to take ownership of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And still try to be like, I'm still... I'm yeah. still... Yeah. Exactly. And try to eat yeah. his cake, too. Which yeah. you were the cake. So he tried mm-hmm. to have that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He tried to have best of both worlds. That was messy. Yeah. It was a lot. So the difference was is that I at least felt like with um, Devin, it seemed though it seemed as though like he was. Oh, it's pronounced Devin. Devin? Not I'm just saying Devon. Me too. <laughs> okay. Devin. Sorry, Devin, y'all. Not Devon. No way. It's okay. Um, but yeah, he was a bit more like honest. Let's say with his situation mm-hmm. that he wasn't living in the same household with anybody, right. and I didn't let him come into my household. That's how I, I changed that. it. Yeah. Because Mark was always in my space. I said, right. No, we doing this different. Okay. And that was no problem. He would bring me over. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask to meet his mom he introduced me to his mom i didn't mm-hmm. ask to meet the kids mm-hmm. and that's another thing where it was confusing if we're just playing the cool thing right. why are you why? doing that did yeah. you meet anybody in my family mm-hmm. no you didn't so exactly. i i kept everything yeah. where i said it was supposed to be mm-hmm. so that was another thing and then um you know making sure that 
they were telling the truth that yeah, they no. were both divorced i did look that up okay, okay. cool Just but again to... it was like i like the fact that um devin was in his own household and okay. had been separated mm-hmm. and that was like okay like yeah. you know so it's just like little things were a little different right but again with mark he didn't do the whole nice and mean and nice mm-hmm. and mean although he was yeah. unstable ultimately yeah but he wasn't doing what Devin was purposely doing to me so were that you, was uh, a difference I'm sorry I, I just wanted to know were you able to see like like when did you first realize what Mark was doing with the gifts and the showering you and all that when did that when did you start noticing like wait a minute um, or did you feel like, was it maybe after and reflecting? Because sometimes, like you said, you don't notice um, how the situation is going mm-hmm. while you're in it. In it it's yeah. kind of like being in the eye of the storm, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or so they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, did you see it maybe in the be- in, in, while it was happening? Or was it like in reflection, you mm-hmm. noticed that? I just had the feelings. Okay. And then in hindsight, like when everything was coming to an end and then mm-hmm. we tried to have a talk like we were separating with each other and then he didn't want to he was like he wanted to go out to dinner and i'm like but right. if you're separating why are we going to dinner and mm-hmm. he was when it, this is what irritates me mm-hmm. when a man um let's say he says that he wants something with <laughs> you right and maybe you're not necessarily on board at first but mm-hmm. he's so again you mentioned charming and all this stuff yeah, and right. then you start to fall for that person right mm-hmm. so it goes from what he wanted to mm-hmm. what you both wanted to now I'm sorry I can't give you what you want mm-hmm. see don't don't play those games with me mm-hmm. and that's when it's like he started to get a little messy we're kind of changing stuff Starting and trying up. to backtrack right mm-hmm. and I'm like this could have been ended a long time ago mm-hmm. why you take me to this point mm-hmm. why do we get a place why do we get a like why do we do all of this right you know like yeah. If that's where you want to be, mm-hmm. nobody's stopping you. Stay there. Exactly. Like, but I mm-hmm. hate when someone tries to flip anything and make it seem like you pulled them. I didn't pull you. Right. Mm-hmm. You asked for this. Mm-hmm. You wanted this. It seemed like he was trying to create something he was missing, maybe with the situation that well, he, he had. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he was, you know, it it's what, how I call it a fantasy. Like I was right. like yeah. his fantasy. Yeah. It was easy for him, and I was. Uh, I was the calm and over there was a storm, right. you know, and he got peace right. with me. But yeah. I'm no outlet and you're not going to use me. You understand? Right. Like, if that's where you want to be, make it work. Y'all have conversations, go to therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't happening. It's like exactly. you're just living in chaos and what are you doing to change it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because yeah. to be honest, it wasn't, they're, they're both the problem. It mm-hmm. wasn't just him. Yeah. They are both the problem exactly. and they're both toxic for yes. one another. Yes. So that's never going to flourish into anything it's mm, not at all it's not if it's you do not deal with the problem mm-hmm. yeah it's just gonna be the same thing over and over it's like and over yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. very true it's interesting to um, see those two different toxic dynamics oh, there isn't mm-hmm. a uniform uniformity yeah. style of toxicity yeah. no yeah. it comes in a various different oh, shapes and sizes yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so it's wow. it's definitely something to keep on the lookout for but yeah. you know um in your situation because now it just makes me think of like literally like you were in that place of being the side you mm-hmm. know and so yeah. it's like to to be in that spot um and i know you have you have like a lot of questions too i just wanted to mm-hmm. kind of get yeah, this out yeah. but to be like in that position how do you come back from that because our, our culture and the society today right yeah. they really like to make fun of oh the side piece or the this side, or that. Yeah. but let's be honest it, it unfortunately a lot of people both men and women men yeah. too you know i just really want to place emphasis on that fall victim to being in that, that role. yeah and it's not a fun spot 
and it's definitely it, it's damaging and it's hurtful so yeah. how did you come out of that too because that's you know i think the thing with him it it didn't even appear that way. That's the mm. thing because, you know, sometimes people doing things, they're trying to hide it. Right. That wasn't even happening. It, it was yeah. like, why am, I, mm-hmm. why am I meeting your mom? Why are you like all his friends, hmm. his family, his sisters? Mm-hmm. We would go out everywhere. You mm-hmm. see, we would travel, take me on trips, mm-hmm. like wherever. It, he was it wasn't just like, all up, it's all up in that's your face. Why yeah. It, yeah. That's why with his case, I'm, I'm like, in my mind, if someone has something with someone or they mm-hmm. still want something with a person, who allows them to be out yeah. six, seven days? So that's yeah. why his actions made sense with because there are people who have situations and they have kids with someone yeah. and they are just still living in the same household and they're right. still doing their own thing. Right. That does happen. It does. So with him, it was a bit different. And as I mentioned, I think I mentioned in the book where if I was just hearing from him on Tuesday and mm-hmm. Thursday yeah. and mm-hmm. he could call me after exactly. 8 o'clock, yeah. that's different. Yeah. Right. But the fact is he was with me more than his own kids. And that's what wow. I would tell him. Sometimes you can go home mm-hmm. and he would want to be with me. So everything he was saying and doing for the yeah. most part, it was matching up. Like, wow. I'm his woman. He loves me. So I was going to say that's where I stand me. corrected because yeah. then it, it did become that way. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, any person even from, like, that point of it, looking on the outside can see that. Yeah. yeah and it's you, his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you talked about how your co-workers saw that as well. They oh, thought me. that you and him were going to be forever. They're like, who is this man? Yeah. Like, opening doors. Yeah. Opening car doors all the time. Mm-hmm. Bringing me roses. Sometimes it'll be, you know, a bunch of roses. People mm-hmm. come up and be like, is it your birthday? No, it's not. It's just a regular day. If he right. saw wow. that I wasn't maybe not happy one day, mm-hmm. he would go right out, bring me roses, yeah. you know, helicopter ride. Mm-hmm. Um, just being that person to we'll sit on the bench and talk. We'll mm-hmm. go to the beach and talk. We come home. He always want to cook dinner. Baby, I got it. I try to go in the yeah. kitchen. It's okay. It's perfect romantic. Yeah, right. Can't the dumplings and stuff. Right. Like, baby, I got it. You know, what what you want to drink? And I'll go and clean up after he's done. Mm-hmm. So. It was, and we had so much fun just laughing yeah. together, making jokes. So it was like we had the ultimate, like, and we would always say, like, everything is so great. And there's that big hump yeah. in the way. And I'm like, but that's on you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he knew it was coming. I left him in September 2013. Mm-hmm. I think I had given him until December. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want to, no. I can't. Right. You have right. to figure out something. You have to have a conversation with that person mm-hmm. um, and figure out what you're going to do. Like, right. you're not, he, he would carry on like a single dad. Mm-hmm. It was just like, he's doing everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that's their mother. Right. Um, you got, you, she has to take on something and, mm-hmm. and help and understand. And do her God part. forbid, what if something happens to you? Exactly. Who's going to care for the kids? Yeah. And it's like, he was so afraid to like step up and open mm-hmm. his mouth. Like, she emasculated him. Like, it's just ridiculous. That's step wild. up. That you reminds know? me of a film I did see on Netflix too. It was like, it, it was a black film and it yeah. had like different, you know, couples, black couples. And yeah. there was a situation where there was uh, the, um, this two couples, I mean, this couple. The actress was played by Jill Marie, I think, Scott. So she plays Tony from Girlfriends. I don't know yeah, if I know her. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, she was like this part wild party girl. And, you know, but she had like two kids at home. And mm. she had this great husband who really, really loved her. But he, you know, all his friends would just be like, yo, when are you going to leave this, that woman? Because this movie, I saw it. it was, it's on Netflix. I Is think 35 and... 35 and ticking. 35 and ticking, yes. That was a good movie. It was such a good movie, Mm -hmm. right? I loved it. Mm -hmm. And and just seeing, okay, so that situation, it's like they're telling him, yo, you need to leave. Like, and Mm -hmm. I kind of already seen how it's like him and the other girl, they had that chemistry because it was that tough love. Yeah. You know, and but he couldn't see it. He was so blindsided. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very easy for people when they're in damaging situations to then start not they're not realizing that they can start doing damage to others. And I feel like this situation Mm -hmm. showed that. Exactly. You know, he probably 
I'd like to believe that maybe he is a good person, but because he was just wrapped up in so much mess, mm-hmm. he wasn't realizing what he was doing to you, which is yeah. unfair. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a scary thing. It's like n- dealing with someone and then just not under not knowing the type of baggage they got going on yeah. that you really don't you can't you can predict that yeah and then just knowing how to like avoid that or kind of you know so that's wow yeah, yeah it's it a risk. lot and just just to give you a quick example of like his his standards it, it, mm. it it's sad i've mm. never seen anyone with such low and it, maybe it's a self-esteem issue within mm. himself that's I told you he crumbled. Probably. So yeah. it's this, and then yeah. inside is broken up. Yeah. When he we were in the in the car, and then it was like he gave one thing. If she could just do this one thing, yeah. Yeah. I've never in my life had a conversation with a man, and you say, well, "So what do you look for in a woman?" And he just says, "Oh, if she could just be nice." I have never oh, in my wow. life. That tells me how low his standards are. Yeah. For her, just I, niceness. Yeah. So that's it. That's like, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Like, yeah, so wow. that that's really that he had to do the work within Most himself, definitely. and I don't know if he will ever do it, but yeah, as and long that as he keeps avoiding yeah. it, it, that's mm-hmm. too much. That's it too is. much. Wait, you can't and you can't force anyone to want to get no. better. Right. I too also go to therapy. Yeah, and I've had to learn that the people in my life who tend to drive me crazy from time to time, yeah, I can't force them to want to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Like come with me to therapy sessions. I yeah. have to learn that I'm only in control of myself mm-hmm. and that if they want to do what they want to do, I can control how I react to, to things. Yeah. So I can choose to literally just walk away and not mm-hmm. have to deal with it because unfortunately, I may want to make them better or make them want to see things, but mm-hmm. I can't drive them to that point, yeah. you know, if they can't see it. Mm-hmm. So I just walk so away and true. hope for the, yeah, and, yeah. and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. But wow. I don't know if you got some I feel more. like you covered so much, but I did want to... Um, mention when his ex-wife called you so when mark ex-wife called you like how did you feel in that moment receiving this call from this unknown number like how did you feel annoyed Mm. Mm. this was like the sixth time she was calling yeah yeah it was Mm. like i I don't do that type of stuff i don't Mm, like it it's very high school to me yeah um call me from your direct number you want to have a Mm. conversation we can have a conversation. I didn't like about that. It. So mm-hmm, it's yeah. just like it irritated me, especially when I finally listened mm-hmm. and she didn't call back. And I was like, oh, I wish she would call back yeah. because mm-hmm. the way she was speaking is like, you have this twisted. Do you really mm-hmm. keep telling me he doesn't want me? Right. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You must not understand no, the situation. Yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah I, I don't appreciate that at all. But mm-hmm. again, you know what? That goes to show why she ends up dealing with him. Mm-hmm. as much as he ends up dealing with her because yep. she accepts it. If you, yep. For you to say out of your mouth, to say, oh, he always plays around, but he always comes back, back home. home. What exactly. Kind of Why are you aligning that? It's yeah. crazy thinking. Yeah. So the that, that right there exactly. says right. she allows him to just do whatever because, and I said to him sometime after that, I'm like, you, you've never even been faithful. <laughs> never. He just scratched his head. Like, and he's just like, like, oh, oh man, wow. you just like I like he knows that I know yeah. that I can pick up on. It, it was just happened to be the this is the first time mm-hmm. that he had like a full blown relationship with someone, and mm-hmm. she was threatened by that and mm-hmm. threw a wrench in it. And he, you know, his mind is snapped back. So yeah, yeah he's like, and yeah, 
she he can't separate. It's like he has three kids wow. instead of two. He can't separate wow. them, and she manipulates him. And it's like, oh, you're not gonna see your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. he just Situation. falls for it, and he falls apart like silly putty, and then that's it. Right. Wow. So, so they can have that life. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always appreciated the good that he has done for me. And sadly, mm-hmm. it's like when you mess up that bad in the end, mm-hmm. it pretty much like it takes away from all of that because it doesn't yeah. appear genuine. It's yes. like well, I'm just doing what I gotta do to, right. to buy time so she doesn't leave me, yeah. and I want to keep her, and mm-hmm. you know, I just want to keep them separate, and mm-hmm. I don't want to let this go. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, mm-hmm. no. So. Wow. It's a whole, it's a whole yeah. mess. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wanted to say because you know she, you know throughout us talking about the book, she mm-hmm. would just be like they're Jamaican, and I'm no. like you know I, I don't want to blame this on a Caribbean, uh, you know just Jamaican men because yeah. I know. Yeah, Listen, I'm Haitian. Other men. Okay, yeah. so there's yeah. that reputation. Yeah, um, and I, I, you know, what I like to to really think is that obviously this isn't just an ethnicity kind of thing, yeah. but mm-hmm. overall it, it can be found in, in, in just different types of men, point blank, period. So mm-hmm. upbringing does have a upbringing. huge role yeah. to play in it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just know that, um, you know, while we were on our way over here talking, yeah. we were just saying how it's like, you know, a lot of times it's the way you're brought up and it's the, the norms and the rules that you grow up believing that dictate a lot of times like how you um, carry yourself and how you see relationships. Mm-hmm. So just being mindful of that. We may be raised a certain kind of way, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we got to keep those same mm-hmm. things and grow up not questioning or trying to do better because like yeah. you said life is short mm-hmm. so while you're still here like better yourself work on yourself mm-hmm. you know create those boundaries um understand what you're li- like get to know yourself spend some time with yourself understand right. what you like what you don't like um and don't be afraid to just be unapologetic with it like you said if you feeling oh, like is. halfway you it's not working Half- for you bye you know bye. i don't have there's time so, there's so many more mm-hmm. and then at the same time do you invest in you you know go after those dreams make those goals happen um just take each day for what it is and focus more so on you first put you first i'm learning Mm -hmm. how to do that yeah selfish Mm -hmm. and then from there i mean only greatness can come selfish in the right way of course yeah but um you know and only greatness can come from that Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly and just to make a point to that about like bettering yourself and doing better than maybe what was shown to you yes Mm -hmm. um you know, for me growing up, I didn't have and still don't have to this day. I didn't grow up with love and encouragement and mm-hmm. any of that. My mother mm-hmm. and I, it made me think now maybe my mom is a narcissist mm-hmm. um, because it's just no there's no like how a mother's supposed to be nurturing right. and all of those things. Wow. But what did I do? I turned it around. How did I become a mentor? How do I show love mm-hmm. to a little girl that's not even mine? Yeah. You know, and I remember when I was younger, I said, I don't ever want a child to feel like this. Mm-hmm. I want a child to feel loved, to know that she can have someone to talk to, you know, and that that's what I did. So whether you have, you know, an abusive, grow up in an abusive household, mm-hmm. alcoholics, anything like that, you see infidelity all the time, guess mm-hmm. what? You have to use how it made you feel as yes. your motivation yes. to turn it around instead of using it as an excuse to say, well, this is all I know. That's, yeah. that's not good enough. Yeah, exactly. that's not a good enough excuse. So, well, it's not. Yeah. Know better, do better. And it's exactly. beautiful mm-hmm. that you've done that and that yes. you've been able to take that and flip yeah. that around. That mm-hmm. takes a different amount of strength yeah. and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do hope that people can take that away. That like that same thing that you felt like was a crutch that hurt yeah. you mm-hmm. can actually end up being your strength. No one can take your will away mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let that di- desire, that fire nope. burn out. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Keep it going. Um, yes. But this is where we do come to a close. Yes. You know, we talked about so much, we shared so much, and I just really <laughs> want to say 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad. Thank you guys for having me. Also, just one last question for our listeners. For our listeners, so if you can go back to your younger self, what advice (laughs) would you give your younger self when it comes to romantic relationships? So if you can go back to this Mm cue, what would you give? What advice would you give her? Um, Just stay strong and always follow your intuition. Mm-hmm. Always follow your intuition. It's That's something right. I had from the beginning, mm-hmm. and it just taught me to, once that moment that I feel it, don't question it, go with it, and move on. Yes. That's and That's the rude. best way to deal with it. A word. Period. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is real. Trust yourself. I love that. So, as always, we will share events that are happening at the Women's Center on our campus and teach you a few things along the way. Catch us next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>